Good morning, Juventini, and welcome back to the All Juve cast, where it's all Juve all the time. I'm Alberto. I got Cliff with me today and Anthony, and uh, it's a great morning. And congratulations on top of the group, everybody. Top Who was right? It's the group. Come on. There you go. Okay, we'll we'll get to it. Anthony uh, making the shout out yesterday that Chelsea would draw uh, mm-hmm. in Russia, and there you have it. We've got uh, a bunch with us right out of the gate here. Alex P. Malke, bonjour, 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 mes amis. There you go, and uh, Luca with the good morning in <laughs> Vietnam, as always. Okay, now, real quick, little business out of the way. If you're tuning into the podcast on uh, any of the audio outlets, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We've got a ton of great content, and you can take part in these shows like a bunch are right out of the gate here in our live chat, okay? Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Twitch, and if any of you out there uh, fancy a game of FIFA with one of us, Twitch, We'll record it. We'll live stream it. We'll have some fun. And Cliff and Lou do a fantastic job on stoppage time recapping Syria match weeks. Okay. Now, fellas, let's get to uh, Juve and Malmo. I think uh, <clears throat> we talked about uh, the lineups and what to kind of expect out of Juventus. I think, obviously, mm-hmm. looking at the predictions we had. We expected a little more, and it's been a little bit of the same story in terms of the finishing, okay? But this one, I was really interested in seeing how a lot of Juventini felt after the match, and I didn't necessarily feel that way. It was pretty, pretty negative. I mean, yeah, I think we wanted a hell of a lot more from the finishing standpoint, but I don't think it was as... uh, as bad as a lot of uh, Juventini seemed to make it out. I even saw... Uh, a few spaces out there saying Rigonia, Juve, uh, which is essentially uh, embarrassing Juventus, right? Mm-hmm. And through it all, waiting it out, we end up top of the group in Champions League. So ultimately, I mean, the job got done. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a weird one. It was a weird feeling. And we'll get to it. We'll go through uh, the highlights really quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cliff wasn't with us uh, for the... Uh, Match day live. So, Cliff, what was your prediction on the score line going so, into this one, even seeing the lineup? Yeah, so really good question, Al. And um, obviously, we have to give prop to Ant. Give a lot of props to him for what he called. Um, so, for <clears> me, I thought it was going to be a 2 nothing win, 3 nothing win. Pretty sound. But then looking at the lineup, um, it was a lot of rotation in there. Um, we obviously had the boy that everybody is making the puns about. De Winter, we were walking in De Winter Wonderland. Um, no, we weren't. You were. No, no, that was you. Oh, that was that was just me. Oh, okay. just you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just you. But but yeah, actually, you know, it was just you know very nothing crazy. We weren't going all out to try to like smash them. At least in terms of the lineup, we just wanted to get a sound victory, one nothing. But it was a comfortable one nothing. Um, if you look at the match. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say. Just thought okay. it'd be two three nothing. Yeah, so we were all kind of expecting the same uh, outcome as far as the scoreline goes. Uh, we will get to uh, the lineup. So Juventus, uh, obviously, with Pedin in goal. There was a lot of shouts for a 3-5-2 going into this one. Um, I said, you've got Deventer up there. Go with him. Okay, let it go. Uh, just give him some uh, run out there. And he did get the call. Deventer, Benucci, Rugani, <clears throat> excuse me, Sandro on the outside. In the middle, 
You had uh, Bentoncourt, Artur, Rabio, Bernardeschi with the Balakin up top. So the midfield was interesting because one of the things we all really can't stand is uh, Rabio and Bentoncourt sharing the pitch. Artur getting out there was good. We need to see him. We need to see him out there and get in some more minutes. Um, ultimately, again, a lineup fully capable of bagging a few and mm-hmm. making this uh, a comfortable win. Without further ado, let's get to uh, these highlights, okay? So kicking off uh, this one, we get uh, a little fast break opportunity. And uh, there was a half chance before this, like a little header off a corner from uh, Rugani, whatnot. Uh, but then we get a little fast break opportunity. Ball gets into uh, Keen. He does well, get his uh, shot off, and he doesn't miss by much here. Short side. Um, okay, so promising, promising start. Continue on. Dybala and, uh, was this, open on that one. On that last is... one, Dybala was open. Just needed a back heel. But as a striker, you're gonna you're gonna take that. Right? It's hard to. Yeah. It was just before this. Just before this, he was at. The, he had the ball at the top of the eighteen. He had a chance to kind of lay it off behind him. And uh, but hey, as a striker, you're gonna you're gonna be so. Here's Dybala right here. Yeah, but these those two defenders uh, just to the left on that picture of uh, Keen, they weren't there. They closed. They closed quick. It, there was a window, but yeah, anyways. there's even a window. I mean, straight across. Yeah, to your but no, he, there. he has to be selfish. <clears throat> but to be honest, again, it's hard to tell strikers mm-hmm. in the area run out there. And I mean, the other thing too is he had two guys on, so these two closed in after but he had these two guys ahead of him so his head's kind of down already making sure he can get it off so it's it's tough it's a tough one you know what all these guys are doing you can know you know these guys are just shouting shouting at the top of their lungs and you just hope that the guys got the wherewithal to uh pick it up and distribute if you can't see it right you know you Um, know what doesn't bother me about that is that like a lot of times you've been hesitant to shoot so i'm happy that he said you know the first instinct okay let me at least get a shot on goal and get an attempt in because sometimes yeah. you've been a little bit hesitant to do that. Got to crack yeah. the ice off the shooting boots. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. here we go with Bernardeschi continuing a fine run of form. And this is an absolutely filthy. Quaresma. Outside of the boot cross. Keen attacks it perfectly. Um, Wait, who scored Mal- it? Malmo stinks. Uh, here's a nice header there. Like Malmo is shocking to me for a team that plays the way they do five at the back, like for how much space you can mm-hmm. actually gain against them. It's, it's mind blowing to me. Keen scores. Wait, who scored? Um, here's another view outside of the boot. Bernardeschi. Fantastic ball. It's, it's it, ridiculous. Okay. And the then first, the bend of the ball was, you know, outside of the boot, uh, a player's going to do that, but where he put it, there oh, was yeah. only one person getting to that. It was the spot where it was. Like you, it was in no man's land for the for the keeper. It was. He's almost un- at the top of the six, which is uh, money uh, from yeah. there because of the pace. So usually top mm-hmm. of the six, not too far out from the keeper. But the fact that he put it with such pace uh, and be able to do that outside the boot, not a lot of guys really feel that confident in doing that. But he's left footed. So he's got more confidence in the outside of his left foot than crossing it in with his off foot, right? Um, so, yeah, worked out. Fantastic. And then Keen giving uh, Cliff something else to do uh, in front of the mirror for uh, a couple of weeks here with some uh, weird, weird little celly. The gritty, he baby. Hit he hit it with the gritty. Yeah. Now, carry on. 
really first half there's a lot of just half chance like nothing really crazy that was the 17th minute where we get the goal and really um again Juve controlling the game but not getting a lot out of it Malmo doing absolutely nothing at one point this first half almost ended in 70 percent possession for Juventus mm -hmm. but again not enough coming out of it if you have chances this closes out the half and it's Arthur leading a fast break after uh we win the ball back and uh, he slots it over to Keane Keane does a good job stopping initially and I thought he was going to try to work in for shop but he did the right thing by finding Arthur at the top there and Arthur did not miss by much um, he takes a good shot here and he almost bags that uh, top corner, but uh, yeah, that's how the half kind of closes out. Artur just, Artur just leaned back a little too much on that. When he brought it to his right foot, he gave that well, little he lean also back. Just hasn't had the game time. Man. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, shooting in training and shooting in matches is not the same it's, when the pressure cranks up and you've got defenders. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's true, but it's, pretty damn close uh it's okay but let's stop it here and get your thoughts on the halftime because this was a match of two halves like it really mm -hmm. really was so let's get where you guys were at at halftime Cliff? yeah you take it oh okay um so yeah so for, for this one i think um juve was solely in control the first half just you know shooting at will um very similar to the genoa match actually in their approach like very few shots allowed for um malmo and um <clears throat> You know, mentioned there that Moise Keane, he was getting a lot of shots, um, you know, on. But the thing was just the inability to get consistent playing time has definitely affected his ability to um, to take quality sh like tw quality shots and put it on net. Um, and I think that will come with more opportunities. Um, and, you know, I think Morata, I know he didn't – this is a great um, – you know, graphic saying Morata is less than uh, Keen, and for my, in my opinion, he is. I think Moise Keen shows when he's on his game, he can be obviously against Malmo, he can be really, really effective. Um, but you know, not too much to really speak on in this match. I think it was, you know, pretty, you know, not lacking the clinical uh, finishing like as per usual. But Juve won at the end of the day. Anthony, halftime thoughts. Uh, I thought we were rolling, man. You, you had it. We had enough chance in the first half to get two, maybe three. And I know your prediction was two nothing at halftime. I had one nothing at halftime. I was happy about that. My predictions were unreal yesterday. I know we're going to get to that, but I just want to kind of put that out there that they were unbelievable. But <clears throat> halftime, good half. It was almost a tale of two halves in the first half. Like the first half of the first half was, you know, they had the pressure and then they, they kind of, they let off the gas a little bit in the middle portion, and then they had this chance late again. It, it almost set themselves – they set themselves up for what came in the second half at the end of the first half. Yeah. Um, I felt fine in the first half, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this team again. Total control. We just needed to ramp up the uh, offensive. I did like – I really liked the chemistry that Dybala and Bernardeschi showed between the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, Bernardeschi using his ability to attack space perfectly and Dybala using his vision. And Dybala got us uh, out of a lot of frustrating scenarios where I'm seeing other guys getting the ball. The switch field is there and nobody makes it until Dybala drops all the way back mm -hmm. and then switches the damn field. Yep. And it's one of the things that's extremely frustrating from these other guys because that's like 
bare, bare minimum stuff there. Okay. That's bare bones um, quality from players there and needing him to drop all the way back there to just do that and have the wherewithal to pick that up. The other guy's got to step up and get that done. Like it's just a cross field pass for God's sakes. And it's frustrating to see these guys. They'll take six or seven, five foot passes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, on one side. And then they won't uh, switch it. He's got to drop all the way back beyond midfielders for God's sakes yeah. to do that. It, looks it's like a CDM. At times he looks like a CDM when he drops mm -hmm. in and tries to make those cross field passes. It's insane. It is. It's uh, it's wild to see, and the other guy's got to pick it up. Um, one of the things I was pleasantly surprised with was the fact that I wasn't screaming at the top of my lungs that we had Bentancourt and Rabio share a pitch, and mm -hmm. it somewhat made sense. The only thing is the left side, once you have Rabio there, continues to just miss the cutting edge between he and Sandro. The opportunities to advance were not utilized nicely, and we did go backwards in opportunities we should have engaged in those 1v1s or just take a quick step up and get the cross in, like DeVinter was doing on his side. He had a few opportunities to do it. It was the right play, did the right thing. One quick touch beyond his guy, cross it in. Because Bernardeschi worked predominantly on the right side. And uh, honestly, that made sense too, based on who he fielded. But this team almost needs Dybal and Bernardeschi to share the pitch yeah. for the two of those guys, okay? It's true. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, it really, really does need those two. As far as up top, the comment about Keane being more useful than Morat, we will get to that towards uh, the end here. But, uh, man, um, so far, Keane is... Yeah, it's it's tough to say. He should have bagged a bunch today. It's the same problem, I feel like, with either guy. Mm -hmm. You got to look outside of that and see who gives you more in terms of overall, I think. But we will get to that. We'll continue on with some more of these highlights just to wrap up the second half. Just uh, again, just one sorry, just one quick thing about the first half. Devinter not a bad first half. He he made a lot of what I was calling rookie mistakes. Some some people were calling them bad decisions, but they were just young decisions, right? And I think yeah, it was good to have Bernadeschi out there with him. You know, just some little bit of sloppy things, but I thought he picked it up near the end of the second sec the half the end of the first half and then definitely into the second half. So so far yeah. good outing for the kid at the end of the first half. I didn't yeah, I didn't have any issues with uh mm -hmm. Devinter whatsoever. Yeah, he was not too high, not too low. He had yeah. that one he had that one moment where like he was going up on the attack and he thought um, Bernadeschi was on his outside shoulder making a run, and then he passed it so far off. And it's yeah. like just those little things, the awareness things that he'll yeah. learn with the the game as he develops. But like he was, I think, bang average for what you expect from like a, a rookie player. Um, First so uh, Champions League start. Yeah, yeah, not not too bad, not too shabby for a young player. Yeah. Thing, not bad. Yeah, he grew into it. He did fine. Mm -hmm. Got got the job done. Had a couple scenarios where he maybe got lucky. He wasn't stripped and earned a foul where I thought there wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. And it was okay. Second half, right. 57th, Rabio actually does engage, does make a run up, manages to get a great shot off. Didn't yep. uh, miss by a whole bunch, swerved away from goal or whatnot, but promising. That's what we needed. We need mm -hmm. the left side to attack the same as right 
to create that equality that can hopefully help all the other guys get space. If we become too predictable and go through one side, that's when you see a Juventus that struggles heavily. So it was good to see that. Um, we carry on. Moise Keane again, 65th minute. He's got the 1v1 engaged here. Um, he does what he's got to do. Keeper stops him. Uh, again, shots. Kind of like I would have liked to see him try to get that one far post. Right? It's a little too central. The... It's tough. He's got the guy in front of him. But it's, tough it's the same thing with the guy in front of him. He's trying to shoot through his legs. He did get that one through his legs. Whether you go through his legs, you still at some point. After. He had he had some steam on this one. Goalie went. He put it where he had to. The goalie went down. It was close to the goalie's down and left. That was a good save. But you're right. You you would want him to you know try and that's a save I expect net. probably any keeper to make. If we're being fair, like honestly, yeah. we were just ragging on you're ragging yeah, on Chesney the other week. Are you saying you're right. oh yeah he can't stop that rock from there or whatever? It's like I don't know, man. This is pretty routine. So but I'm saying take... that, that he put it where he had to put it. I don't think he had the option to go cross net fully <clears throat> down to his right. You, you think, Andy, he should have gone high heat then, try to go top corner instead of going low? Well, no, because he had the guy in front of him, so he's trying to shoot through his legs, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's got to go low, but, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Or maybe he had, if I remember correctly, a split second where he could have shot quicker and have that angle. That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a tough one. But, again, that yeah, last touch. Yeah. makes a save here. On the rebound, I thought he could have maybe tried to like put it towards goal or something, or even look at this guy right here sitting there because he gets to the ball and King gets it right about here mm -hmm. on this rebound. I should have freeze framed it, but he gets to it right about here uh, with him sitting here and he just ended up. I think his touch might have let him down, which is another discussion. But uh, yeah, we'll carry on. Another fast break here. Uh, well, not even a fast break. Bernardeschi ends up doing really well to break the lines here. Pass mm -hmm. came through from Artur. Bernardeschi ends up having a go. And a rebound just out to the side. And Keane just can't turn this one into goal. Tough Frustrating finish. one, but it's a little bit challenging. It's a mm -hmm. bad, bad angle. Awkward one. Tough to do. Tough to do. Let's not, rem let's not forget. These goalies, they're giants. Like when you yeah. look at one of these keepers in the net, you're like, oh, why can't you just put it, you know, Pat, this, this human being is enormous. So yeah. when you're like, you're at full you got speed, one play here, it's to turn and fire high right. and like try and just get it in the roof. Like we bag on some of these strikers, but oh, just do this. When in actual fact, you have a guy who's like probably six foot five or six standing there and his mitts are, you know, size of a lunch pail. Yeah. Like it's, it's not as easy, but this one here. Oh. This one is a frustrating one. This is another one. Uh, Rabio drives in, does well again, fires one. Keeper mm -hmm. can only stop it. Rebound falls out to Keane, and my God, I, I, I still cannot understand how this one doesn't end up in the back of the net. So the keeper <laughs> just throws a leg at it, and Keane yeah. hits it. He got his right pad out there. So... And we kind of finish up here as far as highlights. And, uh, yeah, Keane is uh, every single one of us watching this team try and finish opportunities, um, kicking the board there. But, you know, as we uh, ended there, Juventus got the job done. They win 1-0. And then we see uh, the Odev uh, strike there from Zenit that uh, gives us top of the group. <clears throat> so it ends up being a big, big positive. But again, mm -hmm. like I said earlier, 
a lot of negativity out there on this game, how Juventus played. I need to talk about this um, because I feel like it's something that continues on, whether it's from the sorry season, it's from the Pirlo season, it's into this season, even when you get Max coming back. But the expectations surrounding this team need to line up and need to match accordingly with the players on the pitch. If we expected, especially, you know, Dybala got subbed off at half. Perfect. Morata came in. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it. But I expected a drop off in terms of creation because it was really only up to Bernardeschi. Mm-hmm. Um, Keane and Morata sharing the pitch was something I was curious to see, maybe not in that setup, because when you're asking one of them to be pivots, oof, that equals a mess. Mm-hmm. Therefore, expectations of gameplay should be matched accordingly. Bentoncourt and Rabio, even Arthur finally getting a run out there. You got to expect, it, they just don't have the time, they haven't had the time together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Bentoncourt and Rabio, even at the best of times, there's going to be some drop off there. So well, all I'm saying is, for the players that we put out there, when you look at this thing and you break this thing down, Juventus finishing with 16 total shots to six total attempts from Malmo. Seven on target for Juventus. Only two attempts went to target from Malmo. Ball possession finished at 60-40, but at one point was 70-30 for Juventus. And when you look at the players that were in the lineup, this is actually not bad at all. When you look at these chances, all these chances we went through, that Keane could have put it away. Was it really that bad? So I ask you guys, full-time thoughts? And were you lining up with uh, how a lot of... Look, the only negative I can put on this game is this team continues to struggle to put games away. Other than the finishing, that matched exactly what I expected per the lineup. It was much better with Dybala in there. And when he came out, Based on the personnel, that's kind of what I expected. A little bit of a loss in uh, pressure and quality in the second half, but still generated opportunities and could have put it away. How do you guys feel full-time? Um, I think there's a lot of people that enjoy the negativity. I don't really get it. I don't get why. Maybe it's for clicks. Maybe people on Twitter enjoy banter more than actual constructive conversation and i don't i don't really uh that's not really my thing it's you know okay you you hit you hit a lot of points there al okay the finishing was not was not good yeah but what's different from the finishing than last week like we these are issues that we know we know that we don't have the proper striker for this team well, we're not just going to grow one in the change room. Like th- these are who we have. These are the issues that we have. So to continuously be frustrated and bagging on the team over these issues game after game, like we, we know what the issues are. Like you, you should be pre frustrated. Like you, like you should know what to expect from this team. And to your points about the rotation, like we talked about this on the weekend, we were hoping for a lot of rotation. We were hoping to see a lot of players like Arthur to come in and because of the injuries. And we talked about it yesterday. Chiesa, McKenney, these are starters that you're going to see there. And then uh, Danilo, these are guys that you're going to expect to see in the lineup week after week. And for these other players to step in after a long time on the bench, okay, Benucci's a starter, but he sat for two games, if, if you remember. So he, 
you know, he's a little rusty. I thought he looked good. Rugani, how much time has he had? He came in, probably one of the top higher rated players of the game yesterday. So I don't know what people want. Like, it's a win in Champions League. You know, there's a lot of positive take from it from the players that haven't played very much. So, yeah, I don't know. I the only negative I can put is the finishing. The finishing. Cliff. But we know that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cliff. Yeah, and, and Ant really just hit every point perfectly. Um, and um, it, it, <laughs> it, it's just simple as that. Like every match, we know to, what to expect. Like the finishing is not clinical enough. I don't know if it's just the quality is not there. Or there's something that needs to be done in training. Um, I think we know that the striker position is something that's a need for us. Um, but in terms of the rotation, like Ant said, heavy rotation. We had three, I think, um, players born after 2000 playing in this match. So, um, or born, yeah, like 2000, 2003 and whatnot. Um, so there was heavy rotation for youth players. Um, and like we expect Juve to win games one nothing, 2 nothing. Yeah, it was against Malmo. So you take it with a grain of salt because they stink, as Anthony would say. They um, do stink. They, and they do. They do. 100%. This is the one instance where you're absolutely right. They do stink. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, you take it. You take it as it is. It's a win. It's a dominated, dominating win, at least mm-hmm. in terms of stats. But it's one nothing. We're not clinical. That's something that we need to address, and hopefully, it gets addressed to some extent in January. Yes. Now, again, you look at this team. You look at the lineup. You look at the ratings. I mean, it's a lot of sixes across the board. Um, nobody really stood out, but the job got done. I mean, you got a clean sheet, and Rugani got minutes. Like Rugani played the full match, okay, and, and he got looked a clean good. Sheet. He looked, he looked fine. Yeah, he looked got fine. the job done. You got De Winter with his first Champions League start, mm-hmm. did his job in the midfield again. You got away with Bentancourt and Rabio uh, sharing a pitch, and ultimately it not really affecting you because Malmo does stink. They stink, okay. Um, <laughs> Keen, Keen was the one that. Could have put this thing away. Okay. Um, the creativity side of things, I thought was pretty good, but I still wanted more. But Dybala and Bernardeschi, there's chemistry there. The two of them will be key for this team going down uh, the stretch. Like the second half of the season, Dybala and uh, Berna are going to be massive for this team. We need to get one of the forwards to catch fire. Okay, now we'll start breaking into some of these guys and some of the question marks surrounding them. Okay, I see a comment I did post earlier about Morata and potentially his future being one of the issues. But real quick, before we start diving into all this, let's get to our stripedartsapparel.com man of the match. Anthony, who is your man of the match? I will let you start. We'll get to Cliff. Well, my man of the match, and I'm not going to pick this guy just because I picked him in my predictions. I'm going to pick this guy because I picked him in my predictions and he was the actual man of the match. My man was Bernadeschi. Like, this guy was cooking again. Even in the first half, he was sort of pinned out there on that on that right side. But that assist was beautiful. I thought he, you know, he created a lot, of, he created a lot more uh, with the ball, like you, you talked a lot about. Um He's starting to be one of the players that's the engine of this team. And even in the second half when things were, you know, getting into that bland state, uh, he was there. I I had uh, – I have nobody even close to Bernardeschi for a man of the match in this one. It's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue Bernardeschi. But I'm going to try to. I'm going to go my boy, mm-hmm. Moise Keane. He, um, he, but, like, in all seriousness, he's um, always in the right position. 
when he's up top, he. <laughs> um, but yeah, Moise Keane was, in my opinion, the man of the match, just because I've said this time after time. Maybe he's not getting the match time, and his finishing needs to improve. But he's always in the right positions. He's always getting the ball in the right positions to be successful. And that's what I like about him. I think Morata is dropping too far in, but Moiskin is drifting more towards goal, looking for those avenues to be free. Um, so I'm, I'm really liking what he's doing. Yeah. So we've got Keen and we've got Bernardeschi. Uh, for any of you that might care who Alberto's man of the match was, it was Bernardeschi. <laughs> it was Bernardeschi. Okay, I know Ant doesn't care, but it was Bernard. Uh, he had a good, good uh, outing again, continues it. And now we get to the question marks surrounding the team and certain individuals. Mm-hmm. Bernardeschi is and has been a scapegoat for so long with this team. Um, to the point that now, even with a good run of form, he gets assaulted by the fact of who the opposition is. Look. He can't, you know, he's damned if he does, damned if you do, damned if you don't type scenario mm-hmm. with Bernardeschi. Look, he's given us what we needed, what we wanted out of him for a long time. Take it, take it, enjoy it. When we start to get the tough matches, especially the first one right out of the break, then let's see if he can continue it and break it on. But right now he's doing what we need all the guys to do, which is take exactly. advantage of the opposition and get your game on point. It's something our forwards need to be doing. The finishing needs to be better. These are matches Keen and Morata. Morata especially needs to be banging goals. He should be coming out of this break feeling like uh, he's the best striker in the world. So I'm not going to bring Bernardeschi down by saying it's just been Salernitana, Genoa, uh, Malmo. He's doing what we need him to do. He needs to continue on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy with what I'm seeing out of Bernadeschi. So the question mark with Berna surrounds, can he do it once we get the tougher, tougher opposition? I will say this. He did fantastic in the first match against Chelsea. Okay. He -hmm. did fantastic in that streak that we had um, earlier on in the year. Once he went down, we lost a certain uh, element to our game. People continue to just overlook that. It's something mm-hmm. that we've continued to say, hey, just in case you didn't notice, when Berna left, that left side became very, very predictable. It was right? Rabio. It turned into Rabio for that month, month and a yeah. half. Um, so it's, it's just, I think we got to give a little bit of credit there that um, mm-hmm. he's doing what he uh, needs to do. And again, fantastic with um uh allegri because allegri seems to be one of the few that can get this out of Berna. um can you put omer's comment up though i i did not know that i did not know he was the top sister in this season yeah it's Wait, not gonna three, be a high number we don't score a lot of goals right yeah, but, but he three is. in the last four three sorry, he assisted he, he assisted three of the last four games i think he's got three four in, in four it's, it's four and four. Okay. Yeah. So what does he have four total? And, do we have a past four? So do we have a stat yeah. for the total season. Uh, so. Somebody with the somebody in the bleachers help us out with that. Okay. How many assists he has this year? But yeah, no, you're you're bang on, Al. Like like, what are we talking about? He went. He was. He came out of the Euros like a bat of the hell. People yeah. forget that. Like he was playing well at the beginning of the season. He was probably one of the only bright spots coming at the, at the start of the season. Thanks, thanks, Eric. There we Thanks, go. Eric. Five assists. Five assists total. Yeah. Um. 
And then he had that injury. What it was the thigh or oh, then first of all, he popped his shoulder or whatever that silly injury was. And then he had that, uh, then he had some sort of lower body injury. Somebody can remind me of that. It's not coming to the top of my head at the moment. But like, let's give the guy a break. He's been on when he's healthy, he's been top three player of this team this year. Yeah. Outside outside of the goalies, you know, top mm-hmm. top this two, is, maybe consistent, maybe consistent players. Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? This is reminiscent of the old Bernardeschi with his creativity and what he brings to this team. And let's also note, winger is not his best position. He's been a cam. He's been some. He's had some of his best play at cam. I think he's better centrally, and he's still been very good on the wing. If he ends the season with 10 assists, he's worth the money that he's asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could get into a uh, situation where – all of a sudden the 30% uh, drop needs to kind of go away. Right. Because he's, he's earning it. Right. So again, let's see if he uh, continues that um, should also be noted in terms of assists. Um, I think out of our midfield, there's only uh, two guys that registered assists. Yeah. Okay. So dibala has got four bernardeski has got five. So again, what I was talking to earlier, these guys are going to be massive, massive for the creation uh, for Juventus moving forward. Let's get to Artur. I want to talk about Artur, his performance in this one. One of the question marks surrounding him was, we all want to see Juventus go to the 4-2-3-1, okay, mm-hmm. and play that setup and build off that. Was there anything that you saw yesterday that gives you any kind of thoughts or input into Arthur being able to play in a two-man pivot, Cliff? To a certain extent, yes. Because you um, prefaced that by saying a few things, and you said about Dybala and Bernardeschi being the main um, assisters this season. Arthur and Locatelli are not meant, at least in terms of the game right now, to be you know super creative players going forward and creating a lot of assists. They're you know very adept at finding players in open positions and um at least Artur is better at recycling the ball. He's a midfielder that stays back when the attack pushes forward and he's there to recycle play. If things get a little bit dicey, he receives the ball and starts to play over again. Um, but I think he could play to a double pivot in some scenarios. Would I start him against, um, say, like a Chelsea or like a top team in the UCL? I'm not sure. McKenney, because of his work rate, I might be a little bit more pushing towards him in terms of his form as of late. Um, but would I play him against a Torino, against a um, Sampdoria, against one of those mid-club sides? Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd play him to see how he'd play. But um, I think Artur is still leaving a lot to be desired because he's not very creative. He has like, two aspects of his game, holding possession and creating pa- – or it's basically the same thing, passing the ball back and forth and holding possession. So I think until he expands his game a little bit more, there's still a lot um, that we're asking from him. So kind yeah. of a partial answer. Yeah. Uh, Anthony. I, I don't and this will this will show a little bit of my ignorance on this player. I don't know what his role is supposed to be, or maybe I don't know what his best position is. If if everything that Cliff said was his best position, then that's what he does. He takes the ball, he recycles it. I don't see a lot of creative, you know aspects going forward like cliff said but like if you look at his statistics you know he had 127 touches he had 94 percent passing rate you know key passes he had two key passes a lot of ground duels one uh you know six long balls but like statistically he he had a good game but you you can point this the kind of player and he's gonna 
even in our own group, he's going to divide the group a little bit because statistically he had a good game. But when you're watching the player on the field in that box, I don't see what he is bringing more than what McKenney can bring us. I, w- I so, would, when I, when I have a player on the bench, when he's healthy, McKenney, he brings more to me in the attack and the overall play of what we want to do than what Arthur can bring. If you're playing with two pivots, the offensive support from those guys is limited anyways, because mm-hmm. you're banking on your 10 to essentially carry that load and your wingers, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's kind of a moot point. The big thing is looking at the defensive side of things. If I look at this game against Malmo, I don't see any drop off between him and the way Pjanic used to play when we had a two man pivot, because he actually ran faster and harder than Pjanic ever did defensively. I'll tell you that right now. Um, And he was trying so hard to break up plays and uh, it it was fine. I mean, a couple interceptions. Sure. Um, He, he's, he's in there. He was in on kind of everything. If he plays with that effort, you can get away with it. Um, Who you pair with them. Sure. That's fine. But I'm not necessarily afraid to attempt. And that's what I'm getting at. I'm not afraid to attempt a two man pivot and I wouldn't stray away from it just because our door would have to be one of them in mm-hmm. terms of the creation out of those two roles. You're not really going to look for creation out of those two roles. And when we saw Locatelli and Bentoncourt share the pitch in the couple matches leading up to it, uh, Salernitana, Genoa, whatnot, neither one was really heavily involved offensively. Like they were when you finally close your opponent in and start to swarm and, and close them down. But in that scenario too, Arthur would be just fine. We don't need that out of those two pivots. So do you start Arthur beside Locatelli on Saturday? I don't know if I would start the two of them together, to be 100% honest with you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I think Arthur sharing uh, the pitch with somebody else on a two-man pivot, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Locatelli is a must for us in key matches, like period, just has to go. I think when you look at the other pivot, any one of those guys – McKenny, Rabio, Bentoncourt, Arthur, I'm fine with rolling in there. I don't know if I keep uh, Arthur and Locatelli together in a two-man pivot. I probably don't. Um, only reason is is because Arthur on the ball is stronger than any of those other guys in support, yeah. right? Like he's stronger than Benta. Rabio's pretty strong on the ball at times, but he's also kind of – he can be lackadaisical too. Yeah. Right, and he's definitely stronger than McKenny on the ball in the midfield. So I'd split them up if it were me. Yeah, but you see how so, this. So we don't need Arthur then. Well, he's <laughs> what, what are you saying? What are you we, talking we don't, about? We, You're we never going to go out of midfield in a two-man pivot with Rabio and Bentancur being your no, two pivots. I'm just saying, like, so in January we can afford to get rid of Arthur if if an offer comes in. I think you could probably get away from it. Um, because... If you had to, I think you could. I think you could. If you if you had to, sure. I don't because know what the answer is. I'm just asking. Because we play a 4-2-3-1. If we played a 4-3-3, we couldn't 
because you're going to need that extra guy. Like this, playing the 4-2-3-1 allows us more stability in the midfield because mm-hmm. you can interchange Artur, McKenny, Rabio, and putting one of those guys in. But if you have a three-man midfield, then you're relying on having two of those guys inputting in there yeah. where you don't have you don't have depth. Like you're yeah. going to put in Bentancourt into a three-man midfield when you already have Rabio and McKenny who are kind of iffy together. Exactly. So, and the other part of that is the if you add another one of those guys without having the key guy in the middle, you start to lose your creation. Mm-hmm. So not only does it break up your midfield, it also allows you to get the extra creativity up forward and in that pitch, obviously yeah. ball and Berna. So yeah, it's for me, I wouldn't be afraid of it, but it was interesting to see thoughts on our tour and whatnot. Cause uh, yeah, he continued to kind of, take some heat and whatnot, but I wouldn't be scared to uh, to do it, okay? Now, we know what happened. Juve tops the group. Um, Anthony, they, uh, like, let's, get, let's just get it because I don't, like, this guy's back never gets sore from him patting himself on his back with his predictions or anything. He also <laughs> said true. he's always on the board, everybody, okay? I'm just going to remind Anthony about the Scudetto call. Uh, before Valentine's Day, that it would be sealed. So that was that was with probably Ronaldo. not on the board. Okay? That was with Ronaldo, please. Thank you. With Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, PSG, Atletico, Sporting, uh, potentially Villarreal, um, and Salzburg are potential opponents now for Juventus. The draw will take place on Monday. Asking everybody joining us with uh, with us live here to give us. The team, if you could hand pick and pick for Juventus to get in the draw, who do you want? Um, let's start this one off with Anthony. PSG. Let's get. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. I'd, I'd rather take the big big guns early. I know people <laughs> want to say, "Oh, let's warm up with like Sporting." No, give me the big guns, not Bayern. We'll wait for them later. I'd take PSG in that group. So you don't want the big dog then, if you don't want Bayern then. PSG is the big gun is in that group. I have a lot. Well, that's true. I, we shouldn't fear PSG. So I I was, we, me and Al were talking about this pre, um, pre-show. Was that PSG, they are like disjointed right now. But I told them, I said, all it takes is one game. And with that talent, they could, they could rip you apart. So that's what scares me is that one game of brilliance that they can have. So I don't want PSG. Out of those teams, I probably want Atletico Madrid or um, uh, Sporting. Those are the two teams I would probably want. There's no fun. No fun in that. So, in the first, my prediction was that Chelsea would not drop against Zenit. So, originally, I wanted the Man U matchup. I wanted Juventus versus Manchester United. Like, I was salving at that one. Wanted it so bad. This one... If I could hand pick, it probably would be sporting. I would probably hand pick sporting for the first round for this team. Um, I, I really, really love the attitude out of Anthony on this one and going straight for PSG. Mm-hmm. I want this team to build more off of what they've done recently and just get a little more rhythm in that 4 2 3 1. I want them just to find a little bit more of continuity and. We do have some tougher matches outside of the break in Syria, which I think would help us establish that new system a little bit more. So for the first round, for me, I feel better sporting 
give us a little bit more um, opportunities to get that momentum, right? Um, when does when's the second round start? February March. or March? Is it March? Oh, it might be near, February. Right near it the might be fe- I think it's. I'm thinking it's mid to late February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have we have a run of teams. I wrote them down somewhere, but it's like Napoli, Rome, Udinese, AC Milan. You know, if we don't have our ducks in a row by that point, it doesn't that's matter. That's fair. We play. Yeah, that's fair, right? So, so just give me February, um, where those will get going. Just checking now. Yeah, so late February. I I get that, but still, I don't I don't know. They they've got a little bit of a fear factor there uh, still with the talent. Well, that's I, there. Under, I understand. Right. Sometimes people people you know you're scared. You're scared of life. You don't want to take on life challenges. <laughs> So you, you want you want easy things. You want to take the easy road, and you don't you don't want to face the big dogs. Man's so comparing life to PSG. I'll tell you, there uh, there's the many dogs. things that are not as OP as PSG right now in terms of talent. I don't oh fear. My. We, we oh should we shouldn't. Juventus should not fear with our defense. Should not fear one person on that team. With Rugani as one of our backups, you don't you know. With with Kalini and Bonucci back there and Delict, I don't fear any any player on PSG. So the thing is, though, is that the speedy guys and the tricky guys, if it's like man marking target men, there's no fear when it comes to the quick and pacey. It's it's different. It's a different ballgame, especially when you're playing Messi. Messi is Champions League Messi, obviously not French League Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Champions League Messi is a different animal. I don't think. Well, we remember the last time that Juve played Messi in the UCL. We beat him. But then the, before that, he was OP. When he had the team around him, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Well, we, so we beat him the last time, 3 nothing, right? Yeah, but it was a very, very depleted Barca team compared to this PSG team. Yeah. Well, well. yeah. I'm going to invite everybody to uh, join us live to start getting your questions. And, okay, we got a little bit of time. We're going to start taking some uh, rapid-fire questions uh, from the uh, Let's do it. Guys. I, I, I got start. Can I start with one? I, it, was Luca's, it was Luca's up above. He said, uh, "Sorry if I can't find it." He was asking which which Feta is playing better this year. Which Feta? Chiesa, oh, Berna Chiesa or, or, or Berna? Sorry, I can't. I can't seem to find it here. Well, is just he's. I don't know if it's the the system that that uh, Allegri is playing, but he's. He's had a bit of a, a bit of a drop off. I'd say a bit of a drop off. Well, I think Bernardes has be been playing in the system we just employed, like over the two past days few ago. matches with Chiesa <laughs> out there. Like it was the one thing we're all oh, like, man, there it is. Like that's what we need to do. But, um, yeah, it's it'd be hard. Burn is more consistent right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. He, um, Bernardeski has been the better. But the thing is, there's also been like. Al said the system change. He's now out. So let's let him catch his rhythm. Um, we I know guess it doesn't really change the answer to the question, though. It it would be Berna. Yeah. Because even in our frustrating phase of the four four two continuously, Berna was the one that made it work. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, it, it'd be hard to say otherwise. Berna's been Berna's been big. And we have not utilized Chiesa to the best of his ability. So right now you'd have to say Berna. Yeah, and Eric makes a great point. He's like I said before. I said the prior um, years at Juve, but he said all the way back to Fiorentina, and he's right. This looks like a very reminiscent of the old um, Bernardeschi, which is very good for us because if we get the old Bernardeschi, we're getting our money's worth. 
Yeah. And uh, KM kind of reiterating what we all feel. Kesa will shine once he comes back. It was just that damn 442. Yeah. Damn that 442. Damn I got hot. I got hot shot question number two. Here we go from KM. Okay. Juventus have remained in contact with Icardi's entourage. It's a name that must be taken into consideration. No. No. Don't give me Mauro Icardi. Don't so give let's me start, Wanda. Let's Don't start with me. Cliff then. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. I'm sorry. I just jumped in there. I just I can't stand the antics of him and Wanda. I, I don't want that in my club. We have enough issues. We don't need uh, you know, drama mm -hmm. being another one of them. Take it easy, Cliff. You're in a dark place today. Like literally. Yeah, I know. I, I, on, I, I apologize for my lighting. Guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so no no Icardi from Cliff, I take it. Uh, no. That's a that's a hard no from Cliff. It's a Oof. hard no. And uh, uh oh yeah, uh, of course I've I've always been a fan of a credit. Oh, you know <laughs> we gotta try something. Like what are, what are we talking about here? Did did everybody watch the game yesterday? We yeah, have I'll to try something. Before Icardi, yeah, my he, only fear with Icardi is he's very, very service you. dependent, right? Um mm -hmm. I think we need a you know a little more uh all around player to our game. And the thing is we kind of see that. Because the guys that we have, like Keen and Morata, like they are technically a little more all around than Icardi. The only thing with them is they're just not banging them in. They're getting opportunities now. We're playing better. Like they're getting a ton of chance. They just need to be burying, right? Icardi, does he? I don't know if he comes in and makes as big an impact. He's so service dependent, and he just sits in the box. Really, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a no. I'm a no. Look at look at what well I see Omer's coming. That's funny, <laughs> but hey, um, Lucci, hey, low key Darmian having uh, a good round, a good run with uh, Inter. Man having a renaissance right now. But um, Lucci um, had a response saying, "I'm kind of in favor of Skamaka plus a midfield defender," and that's something that um, I believe Eric's also been in favor of, and I'm in favor of. I like Skamaka at the price tag too because. The, I'm sorry, Cliff. This is the question right here that they're kind of answering at. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, thanks for putting that up. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I actually posed a question on Twitter too, and a lot of people were saying they want Vlaovic, and of course, I love Vlaovic. But thinking about budget, thinking about you know depth at other positions, I think Skamaka for like a price tag of about twenty twenty five to thirty five mil is a lot better of a deal because that gives you a lot more to work with in terms of how you can build out this team compared to, you know, breaking the bank on 60 plus mil for Vlaovic, um, as great as he would be. Cause I think Skamaka fits the mold and this is a developing Juve team. I don't think this is a team that's Juve win now, UCL win now, Scudetto win now, win everything now. I think this is a team that is a couple of seasons away from being that, you know, powerhouse where we can dominate teams again. And I think you build that out with a Skamaka who is the mold of what we want a Six foot five um, striker with great touch and really good finishing instincts. Um, he's Way always too many neck tattoos, though. Way too many. Yeah, um... I, I know. He looks kind of stupid, but you know, from a talent standpoint, um, he's kind of like that Zlatan esque player. He's a little bit of a head case, but the magic's on the pitch. He can create some really good um, goals. Um, so I'd take him in a heartbeat. Al, we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Yeah, it's been. One of the hottest topics around this team, do you dump the big money and go after that? Or do you spread it out? It's it's a tough, <laughs> tough call. I <laughs> So 
so hard to answer when you watch your team continuously match in, match out, fail to bury opportunities that I can't help but say Vlaovic would probably be just smashing in the net. We talked about this yesterday, and I said, put it's the money It's really, on really hard to go otherwise. The other thing is, too, there is nothing, there's absolutely nothing I would hate to see more than Vlaovic come in and the same areas of weakness show themselves for this team, right? So I think it really, more so than those options, we would have to have a better understanding of what everything else looks around it, right? So say Vlaovic comes in, for instance, who who do we have to sacrifice to make that work? And who is the coverage that's going to be brought in for those moves and those players? And that's what we really, really need to get a better understanding of before you can answer answer this in a clear manner, right? However, it is extremely hard. It's extremely hard right now to not just say, bring me a top-level striker right now into this team. You look at... Us in Syria right now, I think we're sitting at 20 goals in what 16 matches or something. Like it's staggering, man. Staggering. That's the difference on certain results, too, right? It's the difference in points in the standings. It's it's interesting, right? So it's a very, very tough one to answer. And I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong. I think right now it's preference but there's a lot of uncertainties to answer that one as effective as we can. Can I add two more things to that out real quick? So the first my head though, bring me Vlaovic. Yeah. I was going to say two things real quick, Alan, that you, if you do get Vlaovic, you have to be extremely confident that, you know, either Fajoli or Ravella are the guy, somebody in that midfield is going to be the guy coming back. You're confident in that. And you're confident in your back line um, because that means that you don't, want to invest any more money and then the second thing is i think the way that juve is playing they're winning matches two nothing two one nothing these low scoring matches i think that the way that we're playing isn't going to dictate five nothing blowouts with a vlaovic like i think the amount of opportunities are gonna be the same but i think you know skamaka brings you the exact same thing just scoring finishing chances just not as high of a clip you just need guys to finish one or two more chances. I think Skamaka brings that. The service yeah. is going to be the same. Um, and I think you're going to get the same results, 2 nothing, 3 nothing results um, without the price tag. I think it's a luxury tax, man. I think it's a luxury tax because when you look at a guy like Vlaovic, you've got a free kick taker, right? Yeah. You've got a PK specialist. Like you, you get a lot and you have – just the physical, like the physical build mixed yeah. with the speed and coordination. It's, it's quite, it's quite impressive, right? Like I think well, he check, he checks a lot of the boxes, right? But again, there's nothing that you've said that's wrong, Cliff. It's yeah. literally comes down to yeah. the whole package and everything else surrounding what that move would look like, right? It's like, do you want a Corvette or a Ferrari? I want both. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone's talking about everyone's talking about we can't splash the money. Realistically, and I just give me the number. I don't need a diatribe. Realistically, how many players do we need to bring in to fix this team next season? Like physical, how many players? Like quantity wise? Three. 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 So we can't potentially spl- four. Yeah. Okay. So one of them's Ravella, who costs zero dollars. 
So outside of Rovella, how many players do we have to bring in to fix this team? See, here's the thing, though. I don't see Rovella as still the guy in the mid that okay, so a other profile than him, we need, right? But he can uh, help. He can. Other help. than him, you're saying three players. So yes. left back, you, you you need a go-to left back, and it's time to move on from Sandro 100%. Unless Pellegrini's that guy. I think the I think the team might be giving Pellegrini more minutes to see if he's that guy. So really, you can if you're saying three guys, even if Pellegrini be, is that guy, Sandro can you shouldn't even be backing him up. It's yeah, time to move depth. on from Sandro. Yeah. Yeah. So right. So right there. So you, everyone's saying you need three players. So we can't spend money, big money on a striker, and still have money left for two other players. Yes, not for quality players. That's just it. Who are we bringing? And that's what I said. That was the whole point of my. My uh, no one really discussion has the there's who are these guys that you're spreading out? Because now all of a sudden, if we're doing patchwork like we did all those years before, yeah. you're no better off, right? So it's yeah. it's tough. You need it's to tough. spread out and get quality players at each position, I think, instead of just and getting... Pellegrini's not... We're not... Yeah, we're not sold. Set yet. Like, it's not... That's not a... But then really uh, at, in one ear, I got some of you dunderheads saying this. And then the other ear, I got people saying, play the young kids. So Deventer, he looks I, all right. I just don't know well, if he's ready to be that guy. Maybe well, why isn't he ready? Play the young kids. Yeah, well, but so playing the young kids is different than like re, like solely relying, like turning them into the ones, right? It's different to say have no fear in the rotation when you need to play the young guys. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a lot different making them the guy. Like I'm just saying we got the money. I think we can afford to buy the big striker. And we still have options to fill the other spots of need. Yeah. And we, we all say this. We don't know the actual finances. We don't know the 100% sure what their budget will be. So we're all speculating. But yeah. it, all things equal, if if we have the budget, dude, I would say Glofovic. I just, I'm a little bit apprehensive. And the thing that makes us hesitant is that from everything we're fed right now in terms of the numbers, it looks like the Vlaovic deal would pretty much be the end of it. Yeah. So... When you start trying to find players, are we getting back to free transfers? Like, if it's Pogba, that's a decent free transfer. <laughs> that would not be free. You know better <laughs> than that. Okay, uh, we do. Uh, we should address uh, Lorenzo's question on: Does mm -hmm. Keane deserve the run of games Morata got? This is yeah. something we talked a lot about, which was the amount of leash Morata got in order to get firing. Should Keane get? that opportunity go ahead cliff yes He's your boy yes it's simple as that i mean i don't even need to elaborate it's just yes because he's shown a lot more i'm just gonna point out one thing here lorenzo here really cracks my coconuts on twitter when i get stuff rolling here lorenzo's the first one to say oh you got some things wrong i got a lot of shit right yesterday a lot of it so lorenzo better, you know, don't ever change don't ever change, brother. A okay. clock is you give Anthony the gears whenever again, you want. Okay? Again with the broken clock. Anyway, no Lorenzo, Twitter can take. Hey, it. Lorenzo, great question. I'll answer it. <laughs> um, yeah, he does. I I agree with Cliff. Like, what what uh, what do we have to lose? I he he put himself yesterday in more positions to score goals than Morata has in the past three games. Like he had those positions. The one was kind of off. The one the goalie made the save with the right pad. Uh, he had that shot in the first half that was low and wide, but he was in those, those, all those combined are more than Morata had in the last month. Did it just yeah. agree with me? I did. Wow. 
First so, time for everything. Yeah, it's it's the sweater. Here here's the thing. You know, we're looking for the hot hand. So you can't necessarily like just go with one and no matter what. So it's like, does Keen necessarily deserve the run that Morata got in terms of opportunities? I don't think Morata should have gotten that long ride. I think we should have rotated and looked to get that hot hand. And now it's like, I don't want to do the same thing with Keen. I don't want to just put him out for the sake of, hey, we did this with Morata. I think you start trying to switch things up and see who can catch fire. And then mm-hmm. at that point, it's his to lose. You know, um, it's it's difficult and it's extremely, extremely frustrating. Um, any more questions that want to come up? Uh, fire away now. We'll probably take uh, one more. Guys, the calendar year for 2021 is going to finish with Venezia, Bologna, and Cagliari. Three wins. Got to be. Bologna is the only team that's going to give us difficulty. No, they stink. <laughs> they all stink. Realistically, I, I I half agree with you, Cliff, but these teams stink. These need to be three wins. Like they what do need about? to be three wins. We yes. have a game. We have a game Saturday, and then Saturday, so we don't play it all next week. And yeah. I think Bologna is the Tuesday, so it's a short week there. Uh, Lucas says Calgary worries him. No, Calgary doesn't worry so me. Goes, awful. I think it goes Venezia a week and then Calgary, sorry, Bologna and then a, a three-day break and then Calgary. So it's got to be three wins. Like, who are we joking here? Like, the top teams are starting to drop points and they're all starting to fight amongst themselves. And realistically, so you, fourth, yeah. And, and Atalanta has, uh, they have their game got canceled yesterday, moved to today, today. And they, yeah. play, they play Sunday. So they got, and they play Sunday away to Verona. So, so you know, you've got yeah, Venezia this Saturday. Another full week and then Bologna and then three days to Cagliari, right? Mm-hmm. The Bologna to Cagliari transition will probably be the toughest. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of rotation, we'll see what happens with the roster. We should be getting a few more guys back um, for the weekend here, so it should be okay. Um we might take a couple more questions just because one will be answered extremely easily. Uh, KM, would you sell Rugani in June? I would sell Rugani tomorrow um, if we had uh, coverage. And uh, yeah. We don't. You can't sell him tomorrow. <clears throat> I know. We don't have the coverage, but I would if we did. I, I put Anand at center back, to be honest. Man. Not with these knees. If you could sell you? Rugani, um, yeah, let, let's do it. Okay. Kyle Georgia, do you start Kyle Georgia against Venezia? 100%. No. Yeah. No? I don't think he's ready for a full start. Hang on. I think he's ready to maybe come on at halftime. Against Venezia? Yeah, because Venezia is still, we've seen them actually have some, uh, you know, they've had some heart stoppers. They've had some good matches, good Three runs. straight losses going but into this they, one? But they weren't, weren't bad they up, losses, though. Weren't they up 3 nothing last week? In the they last were, three? but Verona's a tough team. I, I kid you, I kid you not. Everybody was saying they're easily relegation, easily relegation. They're a tough, lower-sided team. Look okay. for them to give Juve a little bit of trouble early on, but I wouldn't let Kyle start yet. Let's get serious here. Probably the best goals allowed. You know, let's get serious. The best kits in the league, arguably, nice kits. Would I buy one? Hell no, because that doesn't make any sense. But. Ooh, Joe Cappuccino mudded in the mud. Okay. So I would say because <laughs> yeah, he owns like every Venezia kit. Oh, yeah. That's weird. So 
we've, we've just been talking about giving Keen more starts. In my heart, I would start the young guy to see what he has. But realistically, you, I think Keen should get the start to try and, you know, yeah. try and get get rolling. We, we need Keen or Morata to get rolling. We don't need Kyle to see what he has. We need those other two guys to really get their shooting boots back on. Luca says Calgary the easy team, but also Cliff saying Venezia. Yes, Venezia are the tougher of Calgary and Venezia. I think Calgary will roll, they'll roll over for Juve. I think Venezia won't roll over that easily. I disagree with that. So I think here, roll here we go. Them. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I like to give Cliff a hard time, but uh, mm-hmm. Cayo at half. You know, um, we should be we should be two goals up against Venezia in the first half. Uh, I'd be surprised if we weren't because I expect a strong lineup. I don't, Max has not taken any chances. He's proved, he's proven this um, by the fact of pulling Pellegrini immediately out at halftime of that match when he got the yellow card because he does not want to take any chances. He's not playing around with these points. He's going to put his best foot forward. I don't think he's going to see Kyle George as the best foot forward, but we need to get ourselves in a position to get Kyle healthy amount of minutes in this stretch, okay, Venice, uh, Venezia, uh, Bologna, Gallery, get this kid some healthy minutes in these three matchups, okay? I agree. Maybe you don't start him, but he's gotta get healthy minutes. Maybe okay? Cagliari match. Maybe look for that to be the match that he gets to start because it's three days after the Bologna match. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Will Maxu, I don't know, because again, the main thing we just talked about, you have to get one of your guys to catch fire. We are looking for one of the key guys to catch fire. Morata has had more than enough opportunities. It's true. It's between Morata and Keane. I don't think Kyle's ready to just take the reins, but does he need more minutes? A hundred percent. He needs more minutes. So maybe don't start Kyle this weekend, but... I tell you, 60th minute, we should be in a position to give him that half hour. Mm-hmm. You know, so it goes it goes that way. Um, everybody, I think we're gonna wrap things up there. Of course, we've been talking a lot now as we finish the pod about mm-hmm. Venezia match. You'll get your tactical breakdown for that one. Okay, we're gonna take a look at this uh, Venezia side and see uh, what we can do to uh, break them down and everything. We are going to be live with another match day live. We'll see who makes up the panel. We'll see about the predictions and who's going to take them down. And then uh, we're going to be back with the post-match podcast on Sunday. All right. And we keep trying, you know, and the sponsor keeps trying. Stripe Tarts Apparel, 3-0 victory. They're just looking for a 3-0 victory from Juve. Keep an eye out on the tweets. Like and retweet them. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, at Stripe Tarts Apparel. And uh, they're going to give away a nice care package from Striped Hearts. If you haven't checked out stripedheartsapparel.com, get over there and just click on the the collection link. Biggest assortment of UVA custom fan gear you will find anywhere. Okay. And uh, guys, any closing thoughts on uh, yesterday and just UVA in general right now? I do. I apologize for my lighting. The lighting now all of a sudden starts getting good. But for the Juve, I think we're going to have a good uh, match to watch this weekend. Obviously, mm-hmm. some really nice kits to look at. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, we're going to have a good time. You'll see a little bit more of the predictions probably on the pre-match. There you go. There you go, Ant. Like the video. 
be a friend. Always tell a friend. If you don't have any friends, tell a stranger. Third, <laughs> I'm putting it back out there, even though I won't be on the show this weekend. I'm going to put it back out there. Dabala brace this weekend. Striped Hearts Apparel will give away the La Jolla number 10 jersey. I know it hasn't been approved by the board yet, but I don't care. I'm going to put it out there. There you so, go. And even and, if we have to come out of pocket, we'll do that. And look at this. You got another boom. team member, yeah. Eric, says 3-0 victory, and he's going to buy a follower, a single item from stripedartsapparel.com. There you go. I love Does it. Does that include us? Does that include us? Mm, I hope so. Followers. I hope Tough so. call. Tough call. He wouldn't buy it for Cliff. He might buy it for me, though. I'm still a new guy. Maybe he'll buy it for me. <laughs> so there you go. A lot of giveaways and Christmas is around the corner. And mm-hmm. make sure you're following all UVcast on Twitter because I've got one hell of a giveaway for the holidays. Okay. And you guys are not going to want to miss that one. Okay. As always, thank you for the incredible amount of support we get from you guys and all the love like the video okay if you're new to the channel subscribe it's uh, your one-stop shop for everything mm-hmm. juventus okay till the weekend enjoy top of champions league group all right fino alla fina forza juventus ciao